Harmony, and I'm seven years old. And why is Jesus better than anything else? Um, because he's my father. Being a kid isn't easy. You know you're supposed to be good, and sometimes you feel like you're doing a great job. But then the next minute, you do something wrong again. That's why we need Jesus, and to remember the good news of the gospel every day. Not just the part about when Jesus came to earth, but God's rescue plan from before he even created the world, and the hope of living with him forever so that we can see through every story in the Bible why Jesus is better than anything else and why he wants you to join him. Welcome, friends, to the Jesus is Better podcast. Alicia Yoder here today, and I'm thrilled to share a few more bits and pieces from Jesus' time on earth so that we can get to know him and also get to know his spirit living in us and what kinds of things he loves and wants us to enjoy with him. Last week, we saw how different people responded to Jesus. Peter fell to his knees after the big catch of fish. The paralyzed man's friends lowered the man through the roof because they believed in Jesus' power to heal. Levi left his tax collector booth to follow Jesus, and the Pharisees Question Jesus in the things he said and did. One Sabbath day, Jesus was walking through the grain fields. His disciples began to break off some heads of grain, rubbing them in their hands to get the kernels out and eating them. Some of the Pharisees said, It's against Moses' law to do this on the Sabbath day. So why are you doing it? Jesus answered them, Haven't you ever read about what David did? He and his men were hungry, so he entered the house of God and took the holy bread. He ate the bread that only priests were allowed to eat and also gave some to his men. Then Jesus said to them, The Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath day. On another Sabbath day, Jesus went into the synagogue and was teaching. A man whose right hand was weak and twisted was there. The Pharisees and the teachers of the law were trying to catch Jesus doing something wrong, so they watched him closely. They wanted to see if he would do what they thought was work and heal on the Sabbath day. But Jesus knew what they were thinking. He spoke to the man who had the weak and twisted hand. Get up and stand in front of everyone, he said. So the man got up and stood there. Then Jesus said to them, What does the law say we should do on the Sabbath day? Should we do good or should we do evil? Should we save life or should we destroy it? He looked around at all of them. Then he said to the man, Stretch out your hand. He did and his hand had been made as good as new. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law were very angry. They began to talk to one another about what they might do to Jesus. One day, Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray and spent the night praying to God. When morning came, 
he called for his disciples to come to him. He chose twelve of them and made them apostles. Here are their names. Simon, whom Jesus named Peter, and his brother Andrew, James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, son of Alphaeus, Simon, who is called the Zealot, Judas, son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who would later hand Jesus over to his enemies. Jesus went down the mountain with them and stood on a level place. A large crowd of his disciples was there. A large number of other people were there too. They came from all over Judea, including Jerusalem. They also came from the coastland around Tyre and Sidon. They had all come to hear Jesus and to be healed of their sicknesses. People who were troubled by evil spirits were made well. Everyone tried to touch Jesus because power was coming from him and healing them all. Jesus looked at his disciples. He said to them, Blessed are you who see that you need God. God's kingdom belongs to you. Blessed are you when people hate you and when they say bad things about you. They do all this because you are followers of the Son of Man. The prophets of long ago were treated the same way. When these things happen to you, be glad and jump for joy. You will receive many blessings in heaven. But how terrible it will be for you who are rich. You have already had your easy life. Listen to what I'm telling you. Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who call you bad names. And pray for those who treat you badly. Do to others as you want them to do to you. Suppose you only love those who love you. Should anyone praise you for that? Even sinners love those who love them. And suppose you do good to those who are good to you. Should anyone praise you for that? Even sinners do that. But I want you to love your enemies. Do good to them. Lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then you will receive a lot of spiritual blessings in return. And you will act like the children of the Most High God. He is kind to people who are evil and are not thankful. So have mercy, just as your Father has mercy. If you do not judge other people, not thinking you always know better than them, then you will not be judged. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and blessings will overflow onto your lap. Jesus also gave them another example. He asked, Can a blind person lead another blind person? Won't they both fall into a pit? The student is not better than the teacher, but everyone who is completely trained will be like their teacher. You look at the bit of sawdust in your friend's eye, but you pay no attention to the chunk of wood in your own eye. How can you say to your friend, let me take the bit of sawdust out of your eye 
How can you say this while there is a chunk of wood in your own eye? You pretender. First take the chunk of wood out of your own eye. Then you will be able to see clearly to take the bit of sawdust out of your friend's eye. A good tree doesn't bear bad fruit, and a bad tree doesn't bear good fruit. You can tell each tree by the kind of fruit it bears. People don't pick figs from thorns, and they don't pick grapes from bushes. A good man says good things. These come from the good that is stored up in his heart. An evil man says evil things. These come from the evil that is stored up in his heart. A person's mouth says everything that is in their heart. So why do you call me Lord, Lord, and still don't do what I say? Some people come and listen to me and do what I say. I will show you what they are like. They are like a man who builds a house. He digs down deep and sets it on solid rock. When a flood comes, the river rushes against the house, but the water can't shake it. The house is well built. But here is what happens when people listen to my words and don't obey them. They are like a man who builds a house on soft ground instead of solid rock. The moment the river rushes against that house, it falls down. It is completely destroyed. Sometimes Jesus' words can be a little confusing, but we're going to talk about a few of those things. And if you have questions, you can ask your parents or someone else who knows a lot of what God says in his word. But first, I want you to think of something you are really good at. Maybe you're not good at it yet, but you're working really hard at it. When I was 10 years old, I begged my mom for violin lessons and have now been practicing and playing for the last 20 years. Now, if you lived during the time of Jesus and you wanted to become an expert at obeying God, you would be called a Pharisee. But the problem was, the Pharisees in Jesus' time thought that because they were supposed to be the experts, they couldn't be wrong. They thought they had to have all the answers and saw themselves as righteous rule keepers whose job was to let everyone else know if they'd been doing a good job of obeying God's laws or not. And they thought they'd figured out the way to do life and please God. So when God himself came to earth through Jesus, they didn't want to hear what he had to say. The law of Moses said that once a week on the Sabbath day, people were supposed to rest from their work. But the Pharisees had added extra rules to the law to make sure people wouldn't do anything that looked even close to working, like plucking pieces of grain to eat if you were hungry. They even hated seeing Jesus heal a man's hand on the Sabbath day because it looked to them like Jesus was working and breaking a law they had worked so hard to keep. But they missed the whole point of God's laws, even though they were trying so hard to keep them. God gave his laws to the Israelites through Moses so that they could know how he was inviting them to walk with him and live under his kingly authority, 
not so they could measure how righteous they were and compare themselves with others. It would be like me wanting to learn how to play the violin so that I could look down on everyone who couldn't play as well as me, instead of learning to play for the enjoyment of it and to bless others. And now that Jesus has come to earth, living perfectly obedient to the Father on our behalf, we are freed from getting it all right and pretending we always know what to do. God isn't like the Pharisees, standing with his arms crossed, just waiting for you to make a mistake. He's with you, helping you know how to show his love to others and understanding more about this life he's inviting us to live with him as our king. He knows we'll never be able to follow his ways perfectly because you and I are his beloved children who are still learning more every day. That's why Jesus obeyed perfectly for you and why we're completely safe and loved as we let him teach us more each day, living in the light of his favor. Jesus prayed to his father as he decided which men to choose as his 12 disciples. He chose some fishermen, a tax collector, a zealot, who was kind of like a rebel soldier who hated the Romans, and even chose Judas, the one who would betray him, and loved him through each part of God's plan. We might wish we could have been one of the disciples, following Jesus around and seeing all the miracles he did. But now that Jesus has sent his Holy Spirit, we get to have him as our teacher and helper all day and night. And Jesus is still our healer too, just as he was when he was on earth. People saw Jesus' power to heal people's bodies, and it made them want to listen to the way he wanted to heal their hearts through his teaching. It's the same teaching he wants to use to heal our hearts too, because Satan likes to try to tempt us to believe the opposite, that our life should be perfectly good now, that we should be rich now, or that we should protect ourselves by fighting back when people are unkind to us. But Jesus wants us to understand that it's normal to feel weak and in need of help, to be disliked because we follow Jesus, and to not enjoy this constant fight against sin and trying to do what's right. Just look at how Jesus was treated when he was on earth. The hard stuff we face, the teasing, feeling like no one likes us because we choose to do what's right, is never just to see how strong we are. It's always a chance to ask for God's help and to help us know he's with us and to look forward to what's coming when we live with him forever on the new earth. Now, you might not feel like you have an enemy who wants to destroy you, but sometimes the people you see every day, like your siblings or classmates, do really mean or selfish things. Don't ever think it's completely up to you to love them. If you are joined to Jesus, you have his Holy Spirit power inside of you. 
ask for His power to love through you. He can also help you to believe that it's worth the fight against your body's desire to be selfish and mean back. And He can help us to receive His love, grace, mercy, and favor so we can return good for the evil things people choose to do against us rather than judging them by thinking we're so much better and that they don't deserve our forgiveness. Sometimes it's easy to forget that God is teaching our friends or siblings just like he's teaching us, and they aren't perfect yet either. And God just might even help you to guide others to him through your kindness. That's the kind of good fruit he wants to grow in the tree of your heart. You can trust him to pull out the weeds as you read his word and talk with him about it and as you come to him with your problems. And beside your beautiful garden will be your house built on the solid rock of Jesus and his truth and righteousness. You will be safe no matter what kind of scary storms come. Let's pray. King Jesus, we offer ourselves to you again today. We don't want to try to be experts at never making a mistake, but children who keep asking for your help when we do. Would you powerfully love through us this week? You're the best. Amen. Okay, boys and girls, thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you next time.